Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 250. And away. We go. Wait, you get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a more breaker. Strict plan, it's a boy. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 250 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Potty, joined, as always, Mark Schwann. Marcus. Oh, well, 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 let me just do myself so it spares me the aggravation. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me. I found out I could turn Mark's audio off without losing my audio, so this is fantastic. Let's wait for him to finish. And I think he's wrapping up. Great, Mark. Good job this week. Wait, what did you just do? Nothing. Nothing, Mark. I was clearing my throat. Great intro, as always, Mark. Always get out of the park. Uh, How was your week, Mark? How you been? Did you mute me? I don't know what you're talking about, Mark. We have, we have the one with the show. Come on, it's getting late. How, how was your week, Mark? Uh, pretty good. I actually spent some time with the wife. She, she was off from from work this whole week, so Oh, yeah, vacation. That nice. That's good. Guys, do anything? Yeah. Guys, get out of the house no. and do anything? If there's anything to do? No, no, no. no. Because uh, she's fully vaccinated. I'm not. Also, the weather kind of sucked. Sure. So, Did I rewrite? You got an appointment, though? I do. I do have an appointment. For one. April 19th. I cannot wait. I'm going to get the Pfizer one. Okay, that's what I got. I'm getting so my, uh, my second one this Thursday. So sweet, sweet. Block out time for the next day. <laughs> Hopefully, man. Hopefully, I'm worried about that because uh, a lot of people got sick, but then I hear a lot of people don't. In the pens, I didn't get a reaction on the first one. Well, so. apparently, older people don't really get so much of a reaction to second shot. So you're basically an 85 year old man. So you might be fine on the, on the inside. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you you'll be fine. I think so. I'll be, I'll, I'll be fine. But I also found out interesting that after the first dose, we're 80-something percent protected. Right. So I felt a little more easier, a little could breathe a little easier knowing because I didn't know that at the time. Almost there, Mark. Almost there. A friend of mine brought up, he got vaccinated today, and he brought up that stat, and he said uh, he might not even go for the second one. He's like, why why should I even bother to go for the second one if I'm going to go through all that that shit? Only be 95% you know, effective if I'm already 87 or whatever it is. Every, like, um, I don't know about that. It's not a uh, bad idea, but everyone who with a science degree is telling you not to do that. So I'm going to listen to them. Right, exactly. I, I love how people don't listen to the experts. No, they don't. everyone's their own expert now. Right, exactly. Okay, whatever, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to what the mainstream media says. I'm going to follow my gut. Damn my right. gut's never wrong. Why listen to doctors and scientists when Trump no. says not to do it? And exactly. Trump, Trump knows everything. He does. All right, stop there before I get too political, Mark. Go all night. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what happened to me this week, Mark? Thanks for asking about my week, Dick. Because I don't care. I don't know how many times I have to get over this. Oh, but... Let me press that button again. So a couple weeks ago, I'm sorry, no, a couple months ago, I mentioned how I am behind on Total Bellas. Oh, okay. So a couple months ago, I started chipping away at it. Well, within 48 hours, I watched 14 episodes of Total Bellas. Wow. That's a lot of Total Bellas. So I watched them find out they were pregnant, mm-hmm. their pregnancies, right. had the babies, and the aftermath all within the span of 48 hours. Damn, bro. Wow. 
Did he move in too? <laughs> what am I? What am I? I forgot how great pregnant Bree's boobs are. Oh man, that too perfect. You are such that's a, a that's perv. A, that's perv. You, yeah, how's that perfect? Yeah, pregnant, pregnant that's, women are beautiful. That's perfect. Pregnant women are beautiful. Yeah, I mean they are beautiful, in all forms but like, and shapes and sizes. Dude, so you're being dude. a little sexist, machismoist here. So I'm the way you said that, you know what's pervy, Mark? You know what's pervy? I don't know if you noticed this because I did because I'm a perv. Okay, Matt Gates, what's up? <laughs> the when they did the, when they did the, uh, the testimonials, the diary room sessions, the Bellas, uh-huh. when they were talking to the camera, there's a camera from the side zoomed right on their boobs. You notice this? It's okay. It so it's to be weird. This, it's supposed to be their stomach, but it was like too high. I've noticed some of this stuff, that? like especially with like Nikki Bella, like they're obsessed with their boobs. Yeah, like I mean, they, they do these weird zoom ins. It was still weird. I never saw that before until they were pregnant in the last season, I guess it was. Like, damn, that's fucking weird. A little too creepy for me. And I'm a creep. You're very creepy. I feel like I need a shower after this discussion. I just took one before, so I'm good. Ugh. You, 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 ever, you ever like feel not feel too great, really tired, feeling like I guess blah? And you take like a nice hot <laughs> shower and you just like you zone out and don't want to get out? Yeah. No, I've been there before. That happened to me tonight. I was like, I just got in the shower and everything. I know it was like 20 minutes went by. I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing? <laughs> but that's not going to happen now. So how about we move on and get into the news? Awesome. Let's do it up. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. The news. Let's go. Christ, buddy. You're so mean. Where's that button again? The what? What? How about the news, Mark? What's in time here? Dead air. Dead air, Mark. Let's go. Oh, we're on. I didn't even know we're on. You can tell me at least. I said news. Let's go. So, in the news. Don't yell. Don't yell, please. It looks like the Hurt Business is officially open. Okay. Do you, do you want to do this news? You, you, you want to do, how about you do the news? So I've been in the news for uh, 200 episodes. I think they did a little break. Okay. So it looks like the Hurt Business is officially over. Uh, this past week on Raw, we saw the fraction. The frac- I'm sorry, I can't even speak. Because you threw me off, buddy. You threw me off. My good looks? Appreciate it. That disgusting looks. So the Hurt say. Business, they're over. This past week on Raw, we saw the faction come to an end. Uh, it's being reported that this was a decision made by Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon alone. Even with MVP and Bobby Lashley pleading not to split them up, Vince was not budging at all. If anything, he doubled down. Why do you think Vince was so adamant about breaking up the Hurt Business, buddy? I agree with uh, Dave Batista. I don't like it. I'm a fan of the Hurt Business. I said a couple weeks ago when they were teasing it too early to break them up. They're the best thing going on in the mid-card of Raw. But I get it because you don't – like when Bobby Lashley won or was going to win and won eventually – Online, Mark, you read. Everyone's happy about Bobby Lashley. Finally, Bobby Lashley gets the title. He deserves it. So now you run the risk of people cheering him in front of a live crowd for the first time in over a year. Everyone loves the Hurt Business, bro. He breaks them up. More heat on him, I guess. That, that's my thought. Just to give more heat and a better chance of them booing him than cheering him in front of a live crowd. But at the same time, I mean, Drew McIntyre is over. You know, Drew McIntyre is doing a good job chasing for the title again. You even said yourself, you, you were worried about what happens when he gets up in front of a live crowd. Right. That's when he was on top with the championship. Okay. But now he's, now he's chasing again. Like, everyone loves to chase. Everyone loves the journey. You know, you can get behind someone for that. Uh, it's like what WWE, uh, the creative, what they do when they get the championship, when they're on top, it seems like they flounder a little bit. Uh, that's at least from my observation. 
Now, with Bobby Lashley, with the Hurt Business, they were still obviously doing heel things. What is that? Oh, I'm on Bumble. I'm not paying attention to what you're talking about. Are we doing the show or not? I, I, I feel like I'm wasting <laughs> my time right now. I, I'll just sign off. Uh, what are you saying, Mark? It's a Friday night. It's where's Friday the, night, 11.45 at night, man. Where's that button? I got better things to do with my life. Do you, though? I do. You just said you didn't do anything for a week off. Oh, I did a lot in a week off. I just, you know. Bobby Lashley, come on. Let's off. go. Move on. Come on. <laughs> Pass my bedtime. All right. So with this, I mean, the Hurt Business, they're just still doing, like, you know, heel things here. And obviously, like, you know, right before WrestleMania, you, know, you, you split them up. And when you can easily, easily ca- like keep Bobby Lashley as a champion, you know, would have the Hurt Business interfering and, and, and still having that, that heel reaction, you know, from the fans. It's just like, it just really doesn't make sense to me with this. But you're right. I mean, this could be that could be a reason why Vince McMahon is trying to do what he's doing, um, you know, splitting them up. That could be a reason behind it, you know. The fear of being in front of a live crowd for the first time and yeah. not getting the reaction that you want. They've been controlling it for a year now, so now it's the first time. Who knows? And because people are behind, getting behind Bobby Lashley, and now this happens. Right. Do you hear what MVP so, said though? Doesn't mean the hurt business is over. It's just those two are out. Do you think that might I add mean, more people later on? I mean, that's MVP talking, but like at the end of the day, obviously that goes through Vince McMahon. It seems like Vince McMahon's honestly not a fan of factions. Like he, he just. They don't last long at all when they when they try to do it up. Oh, I think so- the only one that really lasted was was uh, Undisputed Era, but that's NXT. That's under Triple H. So Tony Khan is the anti Vince McMahon, huh? Seems yeah, like it. That guy loves factions. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, moving on, though, Texas Rangers have announced that they will have fans in the stadiums at full capacity. The, the, uh, the Roger- they're not going to be full capacity. <laughs> but Roger Goodell also followed suit saying that he expects the same for the 2021 season for the NFL. Uh, that's coming in September. How soon do you think we'll expect to see an announcement made from Vince McMahon and WWE, but the same thing, full capacity in wrestling. I don't see it happening this year. We talk about this. It seems like this topic comes up every couple of weeks. It does come up every couple of weeks, but you know, things do change yeah, no, quite a bit. Yeah, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't knocking that story. I'm saying things do change, but it seems like every couple of weeks, something new pops up and we have to talk about like, what, what if, and uh, those are big announcements from the MLB and NHL, uh, NFL. I just Huge. I just, I just don't see it happening. It's not like the WWE is losing money here. So they're still making money hand over fist. So they don't need the money from the gates or the merchandising stands. They're not desperate for crowd income. But they want it. Oh, Here's the thing. They, 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 they want it. You know, the wrestlers speak about it. You know, I'm sure Vince McMahon wants to have it back. I know, I know the fans, they want it back. Of you know, course. we all want to go we'll, back to normal yeah, here. We'll want it back i'm not saying we don't want it back i just don't see it happening right. this year um maybe maybe i always said SummerSlam for last year i've been saying SummerSlam. maybe things will come back during SummerSlam. see how wrestlemania goes i think there will be a crowd for SummerSlam. but as for like a full packed stadium i do not see that happening in 2021 i don't know man well i mean here's the thing the difference is with mlb you know that's outdoors for the most part the nfl stadiums they're outdoors I don't know, man. It, 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 I think WrestleMania is kind of like a tryout. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that, that's how I think they're all viewing it as. And if it's successful, I, I, I actually think that they're going to slowly start building it up more. I, I disagree with you, Putty. I think before the year ends, I think we're going to see uh, you know, full capacity for WWE, at least, or maybe even AEW and other wrestling promotions. I think you know, if w, once WWE does something, I think the rest is going to follow suit. Again, by sold out. 
You mean like fully packed? Every seat has ass in the seat. They're going to. It's not necessarily that it's going to happen. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be a little precocious going back. But like, I think if anything, they'll 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 be open to it. Like, be like, hey, you know, everyone can come back full capacity. Not to say that they will get it, but they'll allow for it. Now people are talking about. I know there's people in the stadiums for MSG uh, Barclays Center here in New York City. Basketball and hockey are allowing people in. And they're talking right. more about this vaccine passport. Right. So, but then you also hear in Florida that they're already going to ban that altogether. You know, fucking Florida is fucking stupid. No offense but, to our people in Florida, but, you know. You know. But, here, but, I mean, that's a big deal because, you know, look what's in Florida. You know, you have WWE you and you have AEW. Yeah. But if they do this passport, vaccine passport, like nationwide in the smart states, I think we'll see more of a crowd. But I just don't see a fully packed sold out AT&T Center or American Airlines Arena anytime this in 2021. Now, the Texas Rangers, there's are there restrictions or there's no masks or anything, right? Or in Texas, I'm not too sure about what's going on in Texas. I think there's no mask. I think yeah, no, I'm sorry, you're right. Texas opened up everything. No masks. Opened up everything, right? 100% open. Do what you got to do. No, that's Texas itself, but the, but I'm talking from the Texas Rangers. That's different. Organization itself, I'm not too sure what their procedures are. Now, N- NFL, I feel like details are released yet about that but i, I have a feeling that it's going to come down to like proving vaccine that you that you got vaccinated yeah absolutely i, I think that's what's going to come down to because then they avoid all those liability issues i you know maybe wwe follow suit with that i don't know i, I think some points this year we're going to see full capacity or at least uh wwe saying hey we're going to allow full capacity back here but yeah. i think it's going to be gradual it's going to be it's going to be gradual even uh mario cuomo said our governor during the Bills playoff game. Andrew Cuomo, you mean? Not Mario Cuomo. <laughs> oh, yeah, I keep doing that too, right? It's fucking payback, backlash all over again. Fast lane. Like he did it again. Oh, my God. Too many shots of wrestling. Andrew Cuomo, thank you, said that the Bills playoff game was a tryout for next season. Yeah, right. And it wasn't sold out. I think it was half full, maybe one-third full. So it's possible to do, but again, that's outside. I don't see WWE doing an indoor sold-out stadium again anytime soon. They want to, uh, yes. Well, I don't, but I don't see I'm, that. I'm willing to bet money on this one, actually. I, I think it's going to happen. Okay, let's do this. Because, you know, I mean, let's let's remember when Donald Trump was president, you know, the, the, he had a task force for sports. And, you know, it was like Roger Goodell was in there. I know um, I know there were plenty of other commissioners that were involved in there. But you also had Vince McMahon part of it, too. So, obviously, they've been, like, working together, talking with each other. So, you know, the fact is that, you know, we're hearing more and more stuff about this from other commissioners. You know, you have to think that Vince McMahon's in the mix talking about it and, like, you know, having his ear down to the ground. Uh, he's a businessman, so he's going to do what's best for his company, what's best for business. And I think, if anything, you know, Vince McMahon wants to get, get things going again. You hear about UFC on April 24th? No. What about it? I don't follow UFC. That's why. Neither one. But I found out watching Impact this week that Rebellion is moved from the 24th, now Sunday the 25th. So I Googled, okay. so I Googled why. What what happened? I'd rather not be on a Saturday so I can relax and maybe have people over because we'll be fully vaccinated by then. But they're going against UFC, big UFC night that night, and fans are going to be back in the stadium for UFC. So I'm not sure what mm-hmm. their procedures are, how many people they're allowing in. That's another organization to follow closely and see what they do. They have a exactly. they have a thing every like two weeks, I think. So yeah, I mean things are getting better, man. More and more people are getting vaccinated. I I think you know I think we may have somewhat of a normal summer. Yeah, that's at least what I'm seeing here. So and we had a pretty good I mean, summer. We had a pretty good summer last year because everyone's outside. Then you know, of course, we had to shut down in the winter again. But now we have vaccines. Everything's moving in the right direction. So I'm hoping you're right, Mark. Hopefully, you have a good summer this year. I'm down for it.
Moving on in the news, Chris Jericho is going to be the next guest on Stone Cold's Broken Skull Sessions. This being promoted on WWE Network social media and will be aired on Peacock. I find that to be a pretty big deal. What do you make of this, though, Putty? Could this be another Forbidden Door opening? Who cares? Why? Why do you say that? No, I'm just kidding. Everybody, this is fucking amazing. And I don't don't know how you felt about this, but I just felt myself like I'm such a fucking idiot. Like I always do. I'm like, well, this might have been pre-taped before AW. I'm still part of me thought that AW's happened like a couple months ago. I forgot AW's been for almost a year and a half now. Right. So we heard of how it came about. They were texting each other. He texts Vince. Austin texts Vince twice because you know Vince doesn't pay attention. He said, "Do it." I think this is a huge deal. And no, he, he Vince said Vince said yes at first. Yeah. And Stone Cold wanted to double check. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this when this. First Impact AEW thing happened back in December. Triple H always says we're open for business, and he said the same thing again about this. So yeah, Do- exactly. So doors are always open. Double it down. This proves him right. I mean, Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho. It's not going to get anybody from AEW. It's Chris fucking Jericho. Right. There's a lot of stories to tell. Stone Cold. I love watching Stone Cold interviews. He's a great interviewer. He gets fantastic. Did you see the one with Randy Orton? I, I started watching it. Some came up. I didn't finish it, but I want to watch the rest of it. Oh. Dude, it was like a masterclass. It, it was fantastic. And even all of his uh, his talk show on uh, USA, he's straight up Steve Austin. He just has a way to get people to tell stories that I don't see too many people do. My wife and I were talking about too. He's got a certain style that makes you feel relaxed. Yeah. Uh, and and she's like, you know, Randy Orton was talking about a lot of things he doesn't normally talk about. You know, so did Undertaker. You know, so, so do a lot of people. He's just got that way about it just to, just to get it out. Yeah, I don't think it was a big surprise. Undertaker's first real interview out of kayfabe was with Stone Cold. I mean, right? Who else? Now, of course, everyone's wondering. Will we talk about AEW, the big elephant in the room. I think he has to. He has to, right? And I, I, I do not. And I don't think Stone Cold's afraid to go there. I, he's not so. because they, at the end of the day, he's going to be like, "What are you going to do to me?" Yeah, exactly. And they're not afraid to mention it either. And you know, Sami Zayn mentioned it right before they launched. Oh, let's talk about AEW. Remember that big uh, controversial thing? Right. Right. So I think this is a huge deal. Um, it does prove Triple H right that they are open for business, and I'm uh, you know I'm excited about it. See what happens. But what does that mean? Open for business? What would that even look like? Is yeah, I, I know like some people are like saying like, hey, you know, this might be a little overblown or whatever. But it is a big deal because we've never seen an active member of a rival promotion being even mentioned on a WWE product or a social media page or even interviewed for that matter. Yeah, we're also seeing AEW's Twitter retweeting WWE Network of this news. Like, it's just like, what? What is going on here? So I'm just wondering if there's thought of the pop in my head. Do you remember a couple of years ago, probably longer, when the four horsemen were inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? Yeah. Ric Flair was signed talent of TNA. Right. So they worked out a deal to Ric Flair to appear on WWE programming. They're going to send them over Christian Cage to TNA, back to TNA for a week. Um, our, our show. I forgot what show it was. So I'm wondering, if there's, is there some sort of deal worked out here? Or is it just straight up Chris Jericho Austin deal? Is AEW involved in this at all? I'm sure they had to sign off on it, of course. But I wonder well, if yeah, apparently, wonder if so like, apparently uh, uh, Jericho hit up Tony Khan asking about, is this cool? And Tony Khan was giddy as anything, of course. Um, yeah, like we talk about casual fans all the time. There's, I'm sure there's still a yeah. segment of the population who doesn't know what AEW is. There's going to bring more sure. eyes and ears to this product. Talking about Chris Jericho. Where, where's Chris Jericho? Where's Chris Jericho been? Let me find right. out. The casual fans are going to tune in the WrestleMania who are going to be drunk, half asleep. It goes right into the, this Dude. interview. I'm like, oh, Chris Jericho, I, what happened to him? 
Oh, AEW, what's this? I just put the dates together, man. You're right. I mean, that's going to air right after WrestleMania. This is huge opportunity for AEW right here. This is great marketing. Great great time to put new eyes in your product. This is, again, again, I just hate to repeat myself. Casual fans are going to be like, oh, what happened to Chris Jericho? Let me see. But they're going to be promoting it throughout WrestleMania, too. Stay tuned. Right. Broken Skull Sessions with Chris Jericho. So this is a fantastic deal for AEW. Yeah, and now, it, of course, this, this is... WWE is open for business. This is speculating if they're even allowed to bring up AEW, but, you know, how do you not? How do you I mean, not? That's the elephant in the room. That's a huge elephant in the room. I mean, do they show footage even? Like, what... They, what? I think they'll go that far. They might show footage of, if anything, probably the press conference that where he announced or he signed. I don't think they're going to show, like, wrestling in-ring footage of AEW or Dynamite at all. But I'm excited, to, I'm excited to watch this one. And where would that even lead to? I mean, obviously, I think that the, right off the bat, I think this opens the door even further for Chris Jericho to be in the Hall of Fame for WWE. Maybe, yeah. They're open for business. They're not they're they're open the first for business. Time. But then what, does it, what, what would open for business look like in this type of capacity? I mean, that, the possibilities would be endless, and it would be fucking cool to see, man, if he had some sort of crossover there. Even if it's with AW and NXT, it would be ridiculous. I think I don't, okay. everyone would win. Everyone would win. Again, I don't talk about this last time. I just don't think, like, if W does involve themselves in this somehow, which I don't think is going to happen, never, they're not going to let some guy job out to some guy from AW. They're going to want to win and control the story, the story of the line. Exactly. So that's that's why I, in ring material it, thing works. I don't think it's going to be a thing, but like maybe interviews, appearances here and there, Hall of Fame, I think we'll do Right. That. That's why, you know, they, they always say never say never, but I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think it's, it's, it would be too good to be true. So that's why I'm saying. I don't think that will ever happen, man. But, but as far as some sort of loose partnership, like how Impact, I, I forgot about that, how Impact or TNA at that time had with WWE, you know, we probably could see something like that, like friendly competition, if you will. Yeah, exactly. So, um, awesome. You got to crawl before you walk. So let's see what happens to this. this is a good starting point. See what happens. Sure. Well, Putty, that's all I have for the news. Uh, do you have anything for me? Uh, no, let's let's get right into a TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Marcus, let's get into some TV Takedown this week. Building out to WrestleMania. What do you have for me? Well, actually, I, I do have two things. I feel like they're like 1A, 1B type of deal here. Uh, first off, I want to lead off, you know, as you're talking about WrestleMania, you know, what I saw on SmackDown, you know, Edge, his promo work, his commentary. I mean, I feel like he stole the show there. Like, you know, he's, I'm with him all the way with everything he's talking about. He's very believable. It's the passion. It's completely there. Uh, the thing is, like, is he a full-blown heel, heel here? I mean, we talked about it last week a bit, but, you know. Cleaner. Yeah, I think this is cleaner. Out, yeah. He talked about being a rated R superstar again, but like I don't know, man. Like I, I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, when you have this, I mean, Daniel Bryan's coming off very aggressive as well, uh, and you know, there's a lot of haters out there for him being just like feel like they've just been throwing in to the to the triple threat. I saw a lot of funny memes about that too. So it seems like some people may have even heat on Daniel Bryan. So like, who's the real heel here? Who's the real hero? What do you what do you think? Daniel Bryan's not coming off as a heel here. He's coming as a baby face. He's coming as underdog. I'm like, okay. But so is Edge. No, he, he, I think that was a nice, it's a very heelish promo he cut. He's acting like a heel. And that, this promo tonight was like, all right, I guess he's a heel. He's definitely not a tweener anymore. He's definitely more towards the dark side than a tweener now. But Daniel Bryan straight up attacked Edge for no reason. 
It was his receipt from last week. The Daniel Bryan led. Uh, he started the whole thing. You yeah, know, then, like he, just, with the running knee, with like, I mean, this with week? the chair shot. Oh, no. no, I'm talking about like a few, yeah. But Edge came back. out on top of that. He attacked him unprovoked when he was down already. He attacked him with a chair. He didn't attack him with a chair. He, he snapped. He said he snapped. Yeah, and good guys don't snap. What Daniel Bryan didn't snap. No. See, I, what I find interesting about this is, is its perspective. You know, they they all have their motives here as far as why they're doing what they're doing. So I I, and I, this what this is what I find very interesting because they, obviously, I mean, are edges. Are his actions a little bit heelish? Yeah, possibly. But I, it seems like there he does have people behind him still. You know, Daniel Bryan, are people not liking what he's doing? Could they perceive him maybe being a heel in this? Absolutely. But then obviously you have people that support him. They feel like that he should have won the Royal Rumble, that he should win the World Heavyweight Championship or the Universal Championship. It, it's, it's very interesting what's going on here. Now, obviously, Roman Reigns do a very clear heel on this, but yet still loved. So yeah, I think I mentioned it briefly last week. This is my favorite storyline going into Mania because everybody has their own component to it, and all three men are working well together. Yeah, and I think this is the, the well done, well written, well performed by all three men, and this is a great storyline, one of the best ones going into Mania. Oh, absolutely! It's they're performing on all cylinders here. Like you just said, uh, Edge cut that heelish promo, but like people still love Edge, and then Daniel Bryan's being a babyface, but people are anti Daniel Bryan. It's just like everybody has their own little quadrants here, and it's fantastic. Yeah, because, well, they, they all have, like, their state to claim in this, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and what I find very interesting, all three of them have made a comeback. You know, with sure, Roman yeah. Reigns with his leukemia, Daniel Bryan with his neck slash concussions, Edge, obviously, with his neck. You know, so this is a big deal here. Like, these are three guys that we didn't necessarily think that would ever come back to wrestling again, yet here they are in the grandest stage of them all for the Universal Championship. So it, it, it's, it's great all around from a personal level. Uh, and to a creative level, uh, you know, this is kudos to all three men. Yep. I have to say. But then also my, my second takedown I want to talk about is actually AEW. You know, we talked about earlier before about, you know, Tony Khan with his factions. But I got to say, the pinnacle, the, the pinnacle inner circle brawl that they had backstage, I thought was awesome. It was violent. It's all hell. You know, you felt that the heat could have been real there. And I love Jericho's throwback line. The worst is yet to come. I, I dug that. But, you know, I mean, people are saying that they feel like there are maybe too many factions in AEW. Uh, what do you think about that? Before I started watching AEW, I heard that as a joke. Oh, AEW loves factions, so many factions. And then the more I'm watching it, it's not, it's not a joke, Mark. It's full of factions. And apparently there's a faction that broke up. I didn't know the Nightmare Family was a faction. And now they broke up, so there's two factions? Like, what is the other faction here? Is this the Cody Rhodes and his brother? And they're students? I mean, I don't know what this new faction is. Now you have two new factions, another heel faction, and a show full of heel factions when you just had the Hardy family come out as a faction two weeks ago. Right. It's hard to, and you had the Team Taz. So many factions, Marcus. And I love factions. I'm a fan of factions. But even this is a little... What's going on here? I, love, I, I need a map. I love factions, but here's the thing. All right. I, I, I kind of see what they're oh, doing. Just for, one of my favorite parts about factions is when they all come together... Run a show, have every single title. Uh, Evolution, Undisputed Error. I just don't see that happening. All these fucking factions going around. So, too many to keep track of, Mark. Well, here's my thing with this. Here's my little two cents. You know, AEW, I mean, yes, they have uh, AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation, but like those are 
those are YouTube shows, right? They're not necessarily a mainstream TV. There's no real storylines to go along in there. You know, they just try to get like young talent over. It's almost a little bit like developmental, uh, almost like maybe like a practice section too. Um, but like, it's not like a real, real show, if you will. You know, they have the real prime show is AEW Dynamite. And it's only a two hour show, which I think two hours is more than enough. But then yeah. you have this, this, this big roster there. And how are you going to implement that, that whole roster? You know, how are you going to get people get their shine and get their TV time? And the best way to do that is factions. Hey, in real life, listen, we're, we're part of the wrestling world. We see it. There are clicks in the locker room. That's a real thing. It's very real. You know, it's very rare when you see a lone wolf in the locker room. And so, like, I think AEW kind of plays up with that. I mean, hell, like, these guys, are they're, they're the boys, they're, they're girls, they're their brotherhood and their sisterhood uh, all together. And they have their own separate factions. I'm fine with that. You know, it's almost like, uh, if you will, it's like, you know, who you hang out with in the cafeteria when you go to high school. You know, and that, that's kind of what I'm seeing. It, it maximizes everyone's TV time in those two hours, kind of like back in the day in the Attitude Era, back on Raw before SmackDown was a thing. So you don't mind all these factions? You don't, you're okay with all these factions? I don't mind it so much, man. I, what I hate, and I was watching SmackDown, uh, what I hate is like that every time on, on Raw or SmackDown, you just see like a, a three, a six man tag, just like, or, or eight man tag. And just these two teams are just thrown together. Right. And it just makes no sense. I'm not buying it. The action may be good, whatever, but like, I really don't have any skin in the game. I'm not really interested, but you know, when you have actual factions teaming up against each other, I find it more interesting. Because, okay, this is a team that works together. They know each other, and there's a rivalry going on. Okay, I want to see this. That's, that's more cool to me. So I don't mind it. I, I think what they could, could turn into a disaster here is if they had some, like, NWO. If, like, you know, if there's one faction that's just always on top, and more and more people are growing part of that faction, and next thing you know, like, half the roster is involved there. You know, that's, that's when you run a little trouble. Like, like the Ministry of Darkness as well. Or the Corporate Ministry, excuse me was kind of running along the same lines. Uh, but here you, I mean, you just have so many different factions. It's not bad. You have all these stories that you can tell. So, so be it. All right, great. Glass half full for you, Mark. It's different. You know, it's, it's, it's different. Because then, on the other hand, you know, you have WWE that seems like they shit on factions. The Hurt, the hurt business definitely had more life to them. And they got split up, as we were just talking about. Yeah, they, they seem to have diverted from factions, factions, and started on this road to like three man teams. Right. Started with the Wide Family, then it started with uh, the Shield. Then you have these three man teams, and then just there's no really fat. I'm a big fan of factions. It's just there's not too many anymore. No. No. I'd love to see a good old fashioned faction. Yeah, you let, let them have to run a bit. So those are those are my two takedowns, Putty. What are yours? NXT is fantastic this week. What a freaking fantastic go home show. To stand and deliver. And I started out with Roderick Strong versus Cameron Grimes. I am loving Cameron Grimes, by the way. I could watch him all day, all night. And then he had this great match with Roderick Strong. But the way Roderick Strong was reacting to this Undisputed Era t-shirts, how he's handling the breakup, I thought this is a new dynamic. We see factions break up all the time for our years. But we've never seen someone, like, heartbroken or no, don't know what to do when the faction ends. And he saw a t-shirt, he was distracted. He saw... Cameron Grimes was talking about it, he was distracted. He saw Cameron Grimes with the armband, he was distracted. You see, he's really heartbroken and lost. I'm like, now I'm kind of buying into Roderick Strong here. Like, what's going to happen next? And he quit. He walked out. Great storytelling here. 
I mean, that does bring up a good point. I mean, what is next for Roderick Strong? Like, you know, you, you have Kyle O'Reilly. You know, obviously, it seems like he's going to be the guy when Adam Cole yeah. goes on to the main roster. That's at least what they're kind of building him to be. But Roderick Strong, I guess, is kind of like lost in the dust. Uh, does, does his career then start floundering around? Since, like, you know, it does tend to happen. You, you yes. usually see someone, you know, not handle a breakup of a faction too well. They, they get lost in the dust and eventually they're released and, and that's it. That's what I was worried about. And when he came out, opening match against Cameron Grimes, who has a character who has this go- thing going on for him, I'm like, oh no, is Roger Strong going to be like the Marty Jannetty here? But he just jobs out now, no character, no personality. But now there's some sort of character in this to him because now he's like, he's lost. What, what, how does he, what's the resolve here? What's the end point here? Now I'm, I'm just curious what happens next with Roger Strong. Yeah, no, and I'm surprised I said yeah. that because I'm like, really? Well done, well done. You know what Roderick Strong needs? A guiding light. <laughs> I was about to say that. There you go. <laughs> and I know you're going to disagree with me. I know a lot of people will, but a lot of people won't. Because I say what a lot of people are thinking. But I was so excited, Mark. I'm a big fan of, since I first met him in the barbecue in Dallas, WrestleMania 32, King Corbin coming over from SmackDown. I said a couple weeks ago he he was stale. He's he's nothing, not doing anything. He needs a change. And now he's coming over to join alliances with Bobby Lashley and maybe get the bounty on Drew McIntyre. Like I thought, I was so excited, Mark. I'm a big fan of King Corbin. I feel like he needs a, like another fresh fresh air. And then now we're going against Drew McIntyre next week, and he's going to lose. So there goes that. My excitement, Mark. I mean, yeah, he's just yeah. honestly. I mean, he's he's a pawn in this game. I was so excited. The king is now a pawn. Yeah, I was like, okay. But you know, yeah. touching on that, man, I, I have to say that that match between Drew McIntyre and, and Ricochet caught my eye. It did. Good, uh, good for him. Yeah, you know, Ricochet, great seller. You know, he had some good offense in there as well. I actually kind of forgot how good he was, man, in the ring. A lot of people do. So yeah. I mean, he's not really getting showcased so much. So, do you think he, like he made the most of that spot, though? Absolutely, I think Ali did too. Ali wasn't wasn't as good as the Ricochet match, but I think Ali did the best he could for that match too. Any TV time you can take, you got to shine, and these two guys did. And I just feel like Ricochet deserves better, man. We shall see him. I mean, I don't necessarily think he's going to get a spot in WrestleMania for this. You know, no. maybe he gets a spot in like the Andre Giant uh, Battle I mean, Royal, you mean WrestleMania SmackDown. Yeah, maybe he gets a spot in there, but like. I'm curious to see what happens in the next couple of Raws after this because, like, Ricochet, definitely even in the in the locker room when stepping up to Drew McIntyre, you know, looks solid. Yep. You know, it, it didn't necessarily look like, you know, he was lost in the dust or anything like that. I mean, I really, I mean, the way he was selling in the ring reminded me a lot of Dolph Ziggler. Hmm. It's high praise. And I think Dolph Ziggler is the best seller in the business right now. So, like, I'd like to see Ricochet get his shine more. Like, I don't necessarily know on what level if he goes for, like, you know, the mid-card title or even part of, like, a tag team or just, you know, even a solid storyline, man. Like, the, the dude definitely deserves a little bit more than just being catering. I wouldn't mind him going back to NXT and chasing for the Cruiserweight title either. Yeah. No, absolutely. Leo Rush, too. Leo Rush was phenomenal in the ring. Every time I saw him live here in New York, he was just show-stealer, and then look what happened to him. Don't want the same thing to happen to Ricochet, which is so far happening. You know, I, I think the problem is, though, it's just, like... WWE just they they're they're hoarding talent, if you will. You know, it, they're not having guys maximize their time in TV, and they have a lot of TV to cover. It's just for whatever reason, uh, they're just not doing it. Nope. And props to LA Knight for winning that ro- battle royal in NXT. The way he won it, I think, was really smart. I've never seen anybody win a battle royal like that before. 
going through the middle ropes. I thought he was eliminated. Like, why would you go through the ropes, asshole? Oh, he went to the middle rope. Nice. Again, I'm on the LA Knight bandwagon. Me too, man. Me too. He definitely, more and more, especially when I see him in the ring. I, I, I spoke about the first time when I saw his promo. Um, I found it to be like Ric Flair-esque, like a modern-day version. Mm-hmm. When I see him in the ring, even with the red tights and everything, yeah. the, way, the way he moves, I'm like, dude, I'm seeing so much of Flair here, man. Say, say his yeah. name, Mark. You do it. Say his name. I'm not a Mark, dude. I'm not going to do it like that. Yeah, but you are. LA yeah, Knight, you are. My name is Mark, but it doesn't mean I am a Mark. Yeah, Charlotte but, Flair, you do it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> what a great episode of Impact, too. It was beginning to end, great storytelling. I thought Impact was a, one of the best solid shows. Is the ongoing storyline between Don Callis and Kenny Omega throughout the whole show. Fantastic. Don Callis, man, is just – he's so damn good at what he does. Even on AEW, when he had that moment with, yeah. uh, with the Young Bucks. Yeah. Like, he's just he, – he is, like, another version of Paul Heyman. He's just as good, I think. I noticed on AEW they brought out the AAA championship that he has for the first time. Yeah, I we did not see really Rich Swan on TV too much, so I don't know if he's still going to carry both belts, or he's just going to carry the one Impact Championship. I'm I'm assuming he's going to be carrying all four, so it looks better on screen carrying four belts and three. But uh, I'm, I'm excited about this one. It was an Impact, great, great, great show. He's going to be the collector, man. Question for you, Marcus. What's up? You're always asking me a question. Let me ask you a question. Came out in the news this week. TNT was not happy about the debut of Sting. They are not in favor of surprise debuts. Wow. They feel it's better to promote a big name ahead of time, hence why they announced Big Show ahead of time. Big Show didn't just show up. They announced Big Show is going to be on Dynamite next week. They don't want surprises. They want to be able to announce it ahead of time to draw people in. So now on one hand, if you know someone's debuting ahead of time, especially someone you want to see, we're going to make a point to tune in to watch it so we don't miss it. But I feel like on the other hand, surprise debuts are pretty fucking awesome. And it's like, oh, my God, I think we're going to be missing out on surprise debuts. How do you, how do you land on this topic? I love it when it's unannounced, man. Me too. Or, right? you know, oh, or, I... or, or, I, I think the best way how it was handled, oh, dude, like one of the best debuts still to this day was Chris Jericho on WWE. Oh, teaser. Okay. Then, like those little teasers, those little mystery vignettes. Even how Jericho came back, those vignettes that were so mysterious. When, remember when Jericho came back, didn't say a word? That that was fantastic as well. Like it, it just it, it grabs your attention just enough to ask yourself, who could it be? Who could it be? Who can it be? Like what AEW, what AEW did recently with Christian's uh, debut was pretty good too. Like, it, there was a lot of speculation, made people want to like watch. That was a pay per view. That was for a pay per view. You don't necessarily have to give it away like like the big show. But I don't know, man. There's so, like, as far as like a big return or, or something like with Chris Statlander, we saw that. I mean, that was a pretty big return for AEW. Yeah, uh, unannounced. Big enough name. They're talking about big, big, huge names. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know what you're talking about. I just about feel like here. this is like a weird take. I get where they're coming from. I just feel like this is a weird take for TNT, a huge network, to take on. It's just like, you know. Like, like, you know, it, you guys it, don't need it, the ratings help. You guys are doing good, solid on Winternet ratings. It's just like. It okay. would. Here's the thing, like if you miss a big surprise, right? That's your fault for not watching every week. That if anything, from that point on, it's like, well, I, I have to make sure to, to tune in every single week. So you don't miss. Well, yeah, exactly. My thing too. Like, all right, I got to tune in and see what happens next. But like, I think the strongest form you can do is just like these vague teasers, these vague vignettes, like kind of like what we're seeing right now with Taya Valkyrie with NXT. You know, the speculation could be her, but I mean, it's going to be her. <laughs> I don't know know how I feel about the name Frankie for her. 
Well, rumor has it it's the dog. That's my first thought. I, I thought, don't know. I'm hoping it was the dog name was Frankie, but they they trademarked Frankie something first name last name, so it's gonna be her name. I'm like, all right, whatever. She's awesome. Can't wait to see her. That's all I got for TV, Mark. Yeah, that's all I have too, man. All right, Mark. Time to get some golem thoughts. What do you have for me this week? Well, that player I've been talking about, the little dog laughed. Play I've been working on. We have a date, putty. April 25th, six o'clock Eastern time. We will be premiering our play, man. I can't wait for it. Uh, opposite Rebellion. Can't watch it. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. I'm just kidding, buddy. Just fucking relax. Why are you, like, again, you're such an attitude tonight. What the fuck's your problem? Make sure you check so out Mark. You. April 25th on The Big Cat Chuckled. Can't wait to watch it. I think the Big Dog a- Laughed. That's what I said. I don't know what your fucking problem is. Mark, we're entering... The Little Dog Laughed. We, we can even up the name. <laughs> We're entering one of my favorite times of the year, Mark. Question, what's your favorite season? Christmas season or WrestleMania season? WrestleMania. Man, can't wait for this upcoming week, Mark. We got the two nights of NXT Standing Deliver, the Hall of Fame. Then we got the two nights of WrestleMania. Can't wait, Mark. So excited. We've got a lot of good wrestling in the weeks ahead. And uh, next week, we won't be coming to you Friday night. We're going to come to you a special episode live Monday night, 6.30 on Podbean. Check out our live because we were going to go pull the curtain back live after Mania to get everyone's raw live reactions, but then we got upstaged by Chris Jericho, and who wants to compete with Chris Jericho? Because we both want to watch, fucking watch that. Yeah, we want to watch this. It's not for you guys. We want to watch ourselves. So, yeah. tune in the Monday after Mania. We're going to lead up right into Monday Night Raw, six thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Join us with our. Whole reactions for WrestleMania the whole week, pretty much. Uh, we'll probably even talk about Jericho and Stone Cold, see what happens there. And you join in on the fun, man. Can't wait. Two of the biggest shows of the year are the Aftermania shows, Raw and SmackDown. I think it's going to be one of our biggest shows. Aftermania, Shot of Wrestling, Monday, April 12th, 6.30 p.m. on Podbean. Check out our social media, Shot of Wrestling. No way across the board for more details. Can't wait, Mark. I, lo- I love how you say no A across the board. Like, it's shot of wrestling. It's not a shot of wrestling anymore. We rebranded. Well, the name of the show is a shot of wrestling. But our social media is we dropped the A. I've literally never heard anyone call it a shot of wrestling anymore. It's called shot of wrestling. Well, you don't pay attention when people talk to you. It's not about you. You don't care. Right? Sure. The big I cat, really don't. The big cat chuckled. <laughs> hey, Mark. People can find you where? You can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links, all my social media links are on there. Excuse me. It's late. <laughs> and where can they find this play? Um, actually, the website is being developed as we speak. So, more info on that. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Episode two, 250 episodes, Mark. That's fantastic. Amazing. Halfway through 500. So, until after many, I've been your host at Michael J. Putty. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>